morning, I don't even know if it's the afternoon or the evening. With this pandemic, it just feels like jambalaya. You just put it all into the bowl, put your seasonings in, and you just get what you get. I mean, I hope everybody's doing well amidst this pandemic and you're finding your own ways to deal, cope with everything that's going on. But, you know, I'm an optimist and I like to find the positive in everything. And this this period of time that we all have home alone, either it be by yourself, with loved ones, girlfriends, boyfriends, your family, you know, you we should all be using this time to really improve and work on ourselves, to really try and evolve ourselves to the best version of ourselves. Because when we're done with this pandemic, who knows what the world is going to be like. But if you know you're the best version of yourself, that'll be the best way to attack the situation. Because right now there's nothing to do but grow. So why not grow and make yourself new and improved? So we got um, a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA, but first I want to talk about this Jordan documentary. You know, um, watching this documentary, there's some things that I knew, some things that I don't know, but one thing, some things you just watch it, you're like, man, when you watch this documentary, you begin to realize how much drama, stress, just how much the team had to go through in their last year to win that title. It wasn't just, they weren't competing against the opponent. They were competing, it feels like, every damn body down to the janitor. I mean, there were just problems everywhere, and Jordan is just sitting here, you know, just, just extinguishing flames. Hey, hey, we got injuries. We got dudes who want to take 48-hour vacations. We got ownership, management. We got this and that. And then, now we got people coming out saying, was Jordan a bully? Was Jordan bullying his teammates? Look. Yes, he was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no other way to get around it. Yes, he was. And everyone has their own style of management, their own way of leading. And Jordan, he was gonna, he was gonna pull, drag, pick you up, do whatever he had to do to get you into championship form. Because if you couldn't do it, you were out of there. But if you listen to a lot of these players, while they were, I'm probably, when they were in the midst of playing with Jordan, they probably hated this guy. They didn't like the treatment that they received. Why don't we ask Steve Kerr if he liked that knuckle sandwich that he got from Jordan? But they all are saying now the lessons and the drive, the the competitive greatness that he tried to blueprint into them, they all see why, and they're thankful for it. Now, look, everybody has their way of going about things. I mean, not all great players need to bully. Magic Johnson seemed like the type of guy where he just smile, give you a Coke, and, 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 you know, call it a night. Larry Bird, he looked like he would just come in, give you a high five, say goodnight, and just... Leave. He was a very quiet dude, but he would talk on the court. Look at LeBron. LeBron doesn't seem like the guy that sits there and will bully his teammates. If anything, this guy's gifting them after big games. So, I mean, when you really look at the teams and the leadership styles, it makes you wonder, you know, which way won. And I think maybe for Jordan, 
it maybe fits your personality to lead to who you really are. Because when you look at Kobe, that was who Kobe was. When you look at Jordan, that's who Jordan was. But then when you look at guys like today, look at Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard doesn't look like he gets loud because he's a quiet guy, and that's how he leads. When you look at the Warriors, you look at Steph Curry, it's his team, but he doesn't look like he needs to sit there and get loud and argue and fight with guys. So, I mean, I think the key to leadership is being the most authentic version of yourself, and your team will see that, and they'll say, oh, okay, if he's coming in before me, leaving after me, pushing me around and bullying all through practice, he's probably mad because he's working out twice as hard as I am, and he's the best player. I mean, watching this documentary, you see a couple things. A, Jordan's living a good life, man. It's a nice little cognac. Seems like there's a new cigar, the same cigar. And we all know that Jordan had his fingerprints all over this documentary. So it's really good. It has to be realistic. Nobody's perfect. So, you know, obviously with the political issue that he had with the senator in North Carolina and maybe him being a bully are the only bad things going to come out. But this seems like a big part of it has become in some of these episodes a Jordan documentary and not maybe a documentary on the Bulls as a team. Initially, that's what I thought it was going to be. And I'm not saying, sitting here saying that I'm disappointed in any way at all from any episode. Because this behind-the-scenes footage that you're getting of Jordan, it wasn't like this back in the day. And to actually see this, it almost feels like you're reliving those days. The music, the style of play, the style of dress, all those things. I mean, look, it's a heavy price you have to pay to be successful. And if you have to do whatever it takes, even if nobody likes you, so you could get to where you want to go, then maybe that's the price that Jordan and some of these great players are willing to pay. And Jordan was going to do it his way. You know? And when we switch gears, as we are doing right now, and we talk about the NBA, we do have some, I mean, this isn't going to be breaking news by the time you hear it, but let's just act like we're doing this super live. Breaking news, everyone. Um, sources, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, Attendees left Board of Governors call with Adam Silver today feeling positive about momentum toward an NBA return to play this season. Discussion included how league players will need to get comfortable with some positive tests for, for virus not shutting down a resumption. Okay? Now, um, also... In discussion with the Board of Governors slash owners, Silver used the term campus environment when referencing what's been called a bubble. Call included significant detail on how other pro sports slash leagues here and abroad are working toward their returns. Now, this sounds good because it sounds like when you have communication and not the, nah, man, I'm not doing it. It sounds like they're actually putting ideas out there on if we're going to do it, how we're going to do it. Now, my thing is this. California saying, <laughs> good joke. Ain't sports coming back into the state for a while. And what's ironic is, is that this year, you had two teams in LA, LA, in terms of the Lakers and the Clippers, 
they're going to obviously have to move those games to either Vegas or I don't know what the NBA would do where, what would you do? Maybe go to Vegas and like maybe have a couple cities, hold a couple games. Or would you literally, would you literally during the playoffs, let's say you get through the regular season, would you literally have playoffs like conference tournament games where maybe you rent out a Las Vegas hotel? How's all the, the, the player, the teams that are going to be in that round of playoffs? And you do like they do in college. There's a 12 o'clock game, a 3 o'clock game, an 8 o'clock game, and a 10 o'clock game. And we're all using the same court. And once one game is over, within 40 minutes or after 40 minutes, the next game begins. Because if you're talking about college, at, college atmosphere, and dormitory atmosphere, what you're saying is is that literally every player is going to be tested every day. Anybody that has anything to do with the NBA, officials, trainers, refs, um, I'm talking janitors, they're all probably going to be in these campus-type atmospheres getting tested every day. That's the only way it can happen. Now, my thing is, is that what if you have a player that tests positive. Does that player now, he has to leave his team for two weeks? Worst case scenario, right? Western Conference Finals begins night before the playoff, that, that series begins. LeBron James tests positive for COVID-19. God forbid, you don't want that to happen. Now, he's going to miss the Conference Finals and he'll play in the NBA Finals if they qualify, maybe. I mean, nowadays, they spread these games out. It almost feels like every round is two weeks anyway. But still, to miss the conference finals, jeez. Oh, man. But I'm sure these are the things that they're trying to all iron out. And I'm telling you this much. It would be fun to have at least something to watch in the summer. Because who knows when baseball is coming back. They got decisions to make, and it seems like some of the decisions they're going to make right now, the players' union, they're like, uh, 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 we call the shots here. It's going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting. Because how about, let me pose this scenario for you. How about July 4th? Who knows where we'll be in the state of America with this virus going on? But let's say July 4th, you barbecuing at home, and you got the you got the TV on out on the deck watching the playoffs or watching some regular season basketball and not summer league. That would be kind of fun. That would be kind of cool. If baseball could get in the mix, oof. You get a little, you get maybe a little Yankees in the daytime, Lakers at nighttime, then maybe Clippers for your nightcap for the 10 o'clock game, right? Or what about maybe if it's safe enough and let's hope that the NFL could come back they haven't said that they, they they are not, but now you in, in in August you could get NBA playoffs or finals, baseball, and you could get NFL preseason. Oof! Usually around August, there's nothing going on because that's like the dog days of summer for baseball and football. Usually has the main menu. Now you're gonna have all that going on. That sounds pretty good to me. 
how about what's going on with college football? I mean, they did the good thing where they finally all agreed that they said that the players can make money off their name and likeness. But now they're saying that if colleges aren't opening up their campuses, that they're not going to have a college football season. And now the NCAA is saying they're leaving. They are not saying whether or not they are going to have a season. They're going to leave that up to the governors and the, the leaders of those institutions. For me personally, it's not looking good. I wouldn't be surprised if there was no college football season. But now what you have to ask yourself is all the seniors, they get another year of eligibility, correct? All the freshmen, they didn't play, so they'll just all be redshirted, correct? Recruiting. When you recruit new players, let's say a player that might have wanted to leave says, you know what, I don't want to leave because I don't think my draft stock was improved enough. Open slots on your team. Draft. Now, as an NFL team, you're going to sit there now and do what you did again, draft players, but this time you don't even have any stop footage. Going to be interesting. Going to be very, very interesting. But I like what the NBA is doing. I think that they're going to be ahead of this. Adam Silver is very forward-thinking. He was ahead of this to where soon as one player got sick, he shut the whole damn thing down. So I have faith in him that he's really going to do the right thing and maybe be the league like they were in shutting down. They'll also be the league to maybe bring back sports in in, in uh, the United States. So as I do with every episode, I want to end with a little uh, quote here. And my quote comes from, uh, I'm trying to you know up my game here. This is Pablo Picasso. His quote is, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Inspiration exists, but it has to work. find you working. How many times do you get inspired going for a walk, taking a shower, or just driving a car? It never happens when you're doing nothing, right? Just me. I'm just saying. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.